Welcome to this episode of Gender Equality Talks, or GE Talks, as we call them, in the lead up to the International Conference on Family Planning taking place this month in Thailand. We are indeed privileged to have a very special guest today, Professor Azizun Nissa Abbasi, Dean and Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology Department of Ayub Medical College of Abbottabad. She's also the national president of Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists of Pakistan and Abbottabad chapter president of Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Welcome, Professor. You wear so many hats and it is indeed an honor to have you here with us today. Uh, can you tell us what is the uptake of family planning in Pakistan? What are the successes and challenges you are facing? Uh, thank you very much for inviting me indeed in a very important meeting. Uh, I feel honored to join you on this forum. Uh, I would like to share a few words about my organization, Society of Obstetrician and Gynecologists of Pakistan. It is the biggest body of obstetrician and gynecologists here in our country. And we have around 4,000, uh, more than 4,000 live members. And we have 28 uh, different chapters, sub-chapters all over Pakistan. And uh, all the activities we perform through these chapters and sub-chapters. Um, about uh, family planning, you're asking about family planning in yes, Pakistan? Yes, Update yes. on family planning? Yes, yes. Uh, family planning uh, conception is uh, not very clear here in uh, Pakistan in our population and uh, prevalence for uh, family planning in uh, cities is up to 35 percent and in rural areas very low just five to ten percent and uh, people mostly prefer to have natural family planning methods like breastfeeding and uh, um, uh, condom and uh, they are always reluctant to go for pills and uh, IUCDs and all that. But uh, nowadays, uh, we are uh, uh, arranging regular activities and workshops for uh, this uh, postpartum family planning and postpartum uh, post abortion family planning. And mostly we advocate for this uh, PPIUCD because uh, it's the high time to catch the patient because once they go home, they uh, usually come, don't come back after six weeks. So uh, we are advocating to go for PPIUCDs and implants and lock methods are uh, prevalent here. Uh, implants uh, and uh, uh, injectable contraceptives. Uh, for IO, uh, OCPs, because uh, most of the ladies, um, uh, they are not educated enough to take uh, OCPs daily. Uh, so uh, mostly we are advocating for uh, this LAR procedures. And secondly, um, uh, sterilization after cesareans. If there are repeated cesarean section, so after two, three, four cesareans, if the family is complete, so we are going for sterilization. Okay, so you have a big work ahead of you and your organization as well uh, to work in this direction. Uh, what about uh, 
the problem of unintended pregnancies. It is a, a big issue in many South Asian and Southeast Asian countries. Uh, what is the status in your country and how are you tackling it? Most of the pregnancies in our uh, country are unplanned, 80 90%. Uh, but unintended pregnancies, as a Muslim country, though, termination of pregnancy is not uh, advisable uh, really on the religious grounds. Uh, but uh, it is advisable if uh, there is any medical problem in the mother, uh, there are abnormalities in the baby. So domination is uh, uh, advisable on medical grounds only, uh, but not on the social and other issues because of this religious uh, concerns. Okay. So, uh, so abortion rates would be less or more or in the hospitals or are they? Abortion rate 10 to 15% spontaneous abortion rate. Okay. But okay. termination rate is quite low. Termination, deliberate termination is okay. low. Uh, but patient, uh, there is misuse of mesoprostol nowadays and patients okay. do get mesoprostol to terminate pregnancy as uh, it is available on the counter and without prescription, a patient can have it. Unfortunately, in my country, they can have mesoprostol. And most of the time, they come back to us with the complications, bleeding and all that. Uh, but people do try to uh, terminate pregnancy, medical termination, and also the backdoor in the uh, midwives and uh, uh, LHVs and nurses and some doctors, they also go for termination, but it's not legal in our country to terminate pregnancy. Okay. Uh, what about uh, HIV infections and other sexually transmitted infections in women? Is that a challenge in your country? HIV infection is not very common. Maybe we are not doing screening too much, uh, screening for HIV in every woman. And uh, hepatitis B and C screening we do in pregnancy. And previously, 10 years ago, the prevalence of hepatitis B and C in pregnant women were 10%. I personally did a study in uh, my area. So it was 10%. But uh, because of the repeated awareness and uh, precautions and hepatitis B vaccine, uh, uh, incidence of the hepatitis B and C has come down, where it's less than 1% now. Uh, HIV screening is not widely performed. And uh, as far as STI is concerned, many people, many Patient, every third patient presenting in a gynecological OPD, they do have vaginal discharge. And uh, again, uh, it's very difficult to um, do testing for chlamydia and gonococcal infections and all that because of the uh, resources uh, constraints. So uh, we treat them uh, with uh, that is WHO uh, syndromic management. So we do give uh, medicines for that, uh, syndromic management for STIs, and uh, also give the same medicines which are proposed to the partner and husband as well to prevent it. 
but uh, STI, I think uh, it is there, uh, but uh, HIV prevalence is not uh, very high in my country, I think. Okay, maybe because of uh, no te less testing or not recorded, as you said. Yes, so when we are talking uh, about this, yes, sorry, yes. Yes, please continue. Sorry for interrupting. Maybe because of this um, uh, uh, adherence to the religious rules and uh, the no multiple partners and like that, uh, so it could be like that, or it could be due to under testing as well. Oh, okay. So uh, coming to STIs and uh, and other illnesses, is antimicrobial resistance a challenge with respect to obstetrics and gynecological procedures. Uh, what I mean by antimicrobial resistance is that are there any bacterial, viral, or fungal, or parasitic infections you all have come across related to your field uh, that these infections, are they becoming resistant to the existing drugs or are becoming more difficult to treat? Actually, resistance, antimicrobial resistance is there. Yes, mm -hmm. of course, we do have uh, infection, repeated infections after uh, uh, surgery, major surgery, uh, because uh, as uh, you know, uh, in my country, we don't have any uh, regulations for uh, prescription drugs and all that. Uh, they can have antibiotics on the counter and uh, uh, there is a lot of misuse of uh, antibiotics. Uh, recently, WHO has uh, asked our uh, country people not to take uh, drugs without prescription from uh, qualified doctors. Uh, so we do have, uh, sometimes we have only infection, which is very difficult to treat with repeated antibiotics. And probably that is due to antimicrobial resistance. Uh, misuse of antibiotics is very high in the country. Okay. And, uh maybe also antivirals and antifungals also perhaps uh, what is uh, what are what are your insights on how to curb antimicrobial resistance it is becoming a global health uh, emergency now so what would you suggest that uh, uh, this uh, is stopped or reduced actually i think that in underdeveloped countries we should have regulation on uh... Uh, uncounted drugs and all that, everybody should not be able to just uh, go and buy uh, antibiotics and have it. And uh, they should have proper uh, diagnosis, proper uh, uh, cultures, and uh, proper antibiotics should be administered for a uh, uh, good time. Uh, because even uh, they, they don't take it for full time and then uh, repeated doses and repeated. Uh, uh, alternate drugs, they, they lead to uh, resistance. Uh, secondly, over the counter, and the, there should be public awareness that they should not be taking antibiotics for everything, uh, just for flu and mild ailments. Uh, they should not uh, take antibiotics. Uh, what about genital TB? Uh, are there cases of genital TB and is it a challenge in the context of obstetrics and gynecology? Yes, genital TB usually is diagnosed pelvic uh, tuberculosis uh, mm. during investigations of infertility. Mm. Uh, 
I, I recently I have seen a patient on laparoscopy. She had all the features of uh, genital tuberculosis, and genital tuberculosis is secondary to pulmonary tuberculosis, and there is a comeback of pulmonary tuberculosis because of the multiple drug resistance. Uh, so uh, uh, genital tuberculosis is uh, there. And uh, usually investigations of infertility, we come to know that uh, this is tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. And uh, pulmonary tuberculosis, is it high in women? Or, uh, yes, in it is, but not mm -hmm. very common, but okay. pulmonary tuberculosis is there, yes. Also, what about the non-communicable diseases? Are they posing a challenge in the... Uh, uh, treatment of uh, uh, or in the context of obstetrics and gynecology. Non-communicable, yes. yes. Non-communicable, like but any particular... Uh, no, any uh, uh, diabetes, heart disease or hypertension are, are they a constraint in uh, discharging your duties as a gynecologist. Of like, course, we have, we have diabetes, hypertension, every third patient uh, of gynecological problem is uh, either diabetic or hypertension. There is pandemic of diabetes in my country and I think it is uh, quite common in all the Asian countries. Uh, mm. We have frequently have many patients with diabetes in pregnancy and they end up with complications if not properly looked after. Same is with the hypertension and superimposed preeclampsia and eclampsia. Cardiac problems like uh, valvular heart disease and rheumatic heart is quite still common. And it is usually, sometimes it is usually diagnosed during pregnancy, uh, uh, mitral stenosis and all that. So medical disorders in pregnancy and gynae patients we do have is quite common. Uh, can you please share your message for ICFP 2022? Uh, we show a very successful uh, family planning programs and uh, do share your uh, uh, this uh, knowledge of uh, new knowledge of uh, family planning methods related to and uh, do share this uh, uh, talk with me as well. Thank you yes, very definitely. much. Thank you very much. And with this, we come to the close of today's conversation with Professor Azizun Nisa Abbasi, National President of Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists of Pakistan and Abodabad Chapter President of Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. My sincere thanks to you, Azizun Nisa ji, for sharing your valuable insights on the status of sexual and reproductive health in Pakistan and the way forward. All of us must join hands to create a socially just and ecologically sustainable world order for everyone. And according to me, and I'm sure you would agree to this, this order can only be a feminist world order. So thank you very much. Namaskar. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice talking. Yes, nice talking yes. to you too. Thank you. Thank you very much.